Hello and welcome to the Spirit Guided Society podcast. My name is Pedro Shanahan and I'm your spirit guide. We are recording today at the famous Flatiron Room in New York City. We are here for the Icons of Whiskey Awards and it's currently being set up around us as we speak. So if people are crossing this because this is not a set, this is real life happening. I have with me today Phoebe Calver, editor-in-chief of American Whiskey Magazine. Now, Phoebe, I noticed you have a distinct English accent. So I know that the, the publishing company, you guys, Whiskey Magazine is mm-hmm. based in Norfolk, which is, yeah. you call it the hump We're of on England? the hump, the hump of England, yeah, <laughs> along the east. So yeah, yeah. northeast of mm-hmm. London for all you geographic yeah. nerds out there. Um, but tell us a little bit, how does you, got started in imagining as a writer, right? Like that's usually how editor-in-chiefs... I did. Well, I mean, initially I started out uh, working in a hotel behind the bar, a little bit of waitressing. And this was after uni where I studied English and journalism. So I always wanted to actually find myself in New York uh, as a writer. So I've got there eventually. Um, But basically started out in a small publishing company, writing for them, writing little features about various companies, and then magically ended up with Whiskey Magazine. So when did Whiskey Magazine start? So that was just celebrated, 21st anniversary. Wow. Yes, so it feels... It's a full-on, uh, full-on human being that can drink in America now. <laughs> That's so, legal. Yeah. Before it wasn't. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, give me a sense of you guys have expanded massively. So there's whiskey magazine, now, and now there's Scotch whiskey magazine, mm. Irish whiskey magazine, and you're the editor in chief of American whiskey magazine. I am indeed. How long has American whiskey magazine been out now? It's much younger. It's the little irritating brother. Uh, it's about two years now. <laughs> We're coming into our... Or yeah. sister. It, it, or sister, right, as right. well. Depends who you ask, you know. Uh, You're not annoying. <laughs> no. um, so, yeah, it's very much in, in its infancy, which is a lot of fun for me. It means that, actually, I can test out a lot of different things, see where we want to find ourselves, where we want to market ourselves, and who we want to talk to. Whereas, I think, you know, obviously, Whiskey Magazine is very much established, and it's got its way and its, its tendencies, and I think a lot of fun to be able to just see where the wind takes us with American. Right, because there's a huge craft distilling boom happening Mm -hmm. in America right now. I think like in the last five years, like over 500 distillery licenses have been issued. So you're seeing all these new styles Mm -hmm. of what traditionally in America has kind of been focused around just rye and bourbon. Mm. Do you have some favorites as you start to explore the American whiskey world that are jumping out at you? Well, so I am very much a rye girl, um, I have to admit. And I actually found myself in New York Distilling Co. today. Um, absolutely love the ragtime rye and particularly bottled in bond. I really enjoyed that. It's delicious. And that's distilled here in New York? It is. Oh, okay. well, in Brooklyn. Oh wow. Yeah, I would I would recommend. Um, okay, so to yes. back it up a little bit, mm-hmm. how does a girl from Norfolk end up as editor-in-chief of American Whiskey magazine? Like. Well, I'm still asking everybody. I don't quite understand how it happened, to be honest with you. Um, just, well, I actually don't know. I think basically I started writing for Whiskey Magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, when writing I about scotches? Yes. Okay. Um, so I kind of, to be honest, had zero idea about how massive and incredible the world of whiskey was until about 
two years ago. Um, I don't know how, how much I should admit that, to be honest. It's okay. Um, We're all enthusiastic yeah, students here. Exactly. Um, and then got to meet the great Rob Allenson, obviously editor of Whiskey Magazine. Got to sit next to him at a desk, so that was very helpful for learning. And kind of realized, actually, as I worked a bit on our website for American Whiskey, that that was kind of the way I wanted to go. Uh, I just loved the enthusiasm and the fact that they're kind of, you know, less afraid of trying out something a little bit bizarre, maybe a little bit quirky. Um, I really like that. Well, there's because of this craft distillery boom that we're experiencing in America, you're seeing a lot of different styles of whiskey come to market that are not traditional, yes. you know, rye or bourbons. Where did you start off in your exploration of American whiskeys? So I think I actually started off with the Sazerac. The um, Sazerac cocktail? Rye. Oh, just the Sazerac yeah, rye whiskey? Just the basic, yep. Okay. And then actually ended up testing some of the antique collection, I think from 2018 it must have been. Oh, you're fancy. I was very lucky. I tell you, you sit next to the right person and you're fine. Um, <laughs> You've got a great job. <laughs> honestly, my, my friends always tell me this. I think I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got to try out some of that. was thoroughly spoiled, I must say. Um, also, actually, a lot of Mictas. Because we've got, you know, got a great relationship with them and they've sent us a few bottles and tasted that. Absolutely delicious. Love the rye, but obviously great bourbon. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I started out. And then until I came over here last year, I, then my mind was completely blown wide open by what there is out there. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. When you grew up though, what was like <laughs> your standard go-to whiskey? Oh no. What, what, what does everyone drink up in Norfolk? Oh, so I wasn't a big whiskey drinking family. So the first whiskey I tried uh, was Talisker. Could not tell you the expression. I absolutely hate myself for that right now. <laughs> it's um, from the Isle of Skye. Yes. So, and it was, I mean, for my taste buds at that point, I was probably younger than I will admit to because it was a little bit less than illegal. <laughs> we're okay with so, that here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The police right. don't even know what it's we're doing. A, it's a different country, it's okay. Um, <laughs> They'll never okay. catch us. It just, you know what, it blew my palate apart and I just could not handle it at that point. The peatiness, is that what yeah. was kind of rude? Yeah. Okay. Do you know what though, I love I love the peat now. I tried... Um, and Talsker is really balanced, has a nice sherry mm. side to mm -hmm. it as well, especially exactly. like that Talsker Distillers Edition. Mm. It's wonderfully smoky, but with this super beautiful red fruit character too from the sherry cast. Perfection, yeah. Amazing. I do, I love it when you get that kind of slight punch in the face, but then around it is surrounding these amazing flavors, I think it. We all enjoy a good punch in the face. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but are you starting to come to the States more often now to like visit some of these different distillers? You said yeah. that you went out to Brooklyn today and visited which yes. distillery? Uh, so it was New York Distilling Company. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're based over in Brooklyn and they're doing some great things with rye and gin actually. Um, and obviously we do have our gin magazine, so I had a That's very right. good trip today. You guys have so many brands We happening. just, we really get around, I must you say. You guys have like, what's gin live? I saw on your website, what's yes. gin live? What's that? So similar to, you know, Whiskey Live. Okay. Um, so that's our, our event as well. Uh -huh. and last year, we decided to launch Gin Life. Um, so we have an amazing sort of marquee setup. It's like springtime in England, basically. Last year, the weather was fantastic, probably better than any day ever in England, I must say. Um, I got a we'll tan in March. Well, yeah, we're all thankful for that. Um, so, yes, we have that going. You get 
all sorts of amazing brands coming in. You get to taste their gin, get masterclasses. Where's that going to be held? Or are you going several cities around the, around the so globe? We are all around the globe, um, but this one is held in London. I'm going to have to remember what the place is called right now. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But Whiskey Live is obviously the most famous of that yes. kind of brand of mm. those whiskey tasting events for the super enthusiasts. Mm -hmm. They pay, they get a little tasting glass and they walk do. from booth to booth and get to mm -hmm. taste. A lot of people have never experienced that. And it's an opportunity to try so many different kinds of whiskey side Absolutely. by side and really educate yourself very quickly mm. on all that's out there in the world of whiskey. Absolutely. It was such an incredible experience. My first one was last year um, and I'd, I hadn't seen anything like it. It's just you know, floor to ceiling whiskey, basically. Um, and it's great, you get to talk to the people that are creating it. And there's just, I mean, you know, from going to distilleries, there's nothing like drinking a dram with the person that made it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the best thing. Um, and the best way to taste it, I think, so. Absolutely. It's really um, great experience. You said you guys had a special relationship with Mictors, and mm. when you were first starting out, did you get to go to the Mictors distillery? I have, yes. So they took us to, went to Shively, um, Am I pronouncing that right? This Shively, I think so. Brilliant. It's I can never tell accent, you know. Yeah. You gotta say it with a draw, Shively. Ah, I'm not gonna try. <laughs> I'll offend too many people. Um, yes, and then went to Fort Nelson, which is amazing. Basically, my entire interior inspiration for my home. Um, and that was, yeah, brilliant. So great to see what they're doing. I think they're doing really well. Are there any new styles that you've seen emerging that are you're particularly attracted to? Because there are now like single malt American whiskeys yes. coming to market. Woodford Reserve just came out with the single malt expression. Yeah. So very much hearkening back to the traditions of the Scotch and mm -hmm. the Irish. Have you tasted any of those American single malts? So I did actually try the Woodford Reserve single malt and I was a big fan. It was very different to what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. I think coming from sort of having tasted lots of Scotch, um, I think it was a very, very gentle approach and a really, really sippable. Um, I think they've done a good job with it, but it still somehow tastes like Woodford Reserve. I think it would be very easy to completely change the way that they're creating these um, expressions. But well, Woodford Reserve is really interesting because they use copper pot stills mm -hmm. to make their bourbons, and they're also blending with whiskey from the Old Forester Distillery, mm -hmm. which are column distillate. Mm -hmm. So, but in the, of the big boys of the Kentucky urban world, most of them are all using column stills. Yeah. So the fact that Woodford Reserve uses those old world style mm. pot stills definitely has a strong effect on the flavor profile. And oh, Chris Morris is like, he's Nailing known it. for, definitely. he's an artist. He is. I think that's the way I felt actually when I visited the distillery. I just thought it was, they were painting this picture and creating something just beautiful. I think, yeah, really, they're doing good things. And what about um, corn whiskey? Have you had like some, you ever had mellow corn? I, I haven't had mellow corn. You haven't had mellow corn? No. Heaven Hill. Am I, oh you gotta my go. God, what am I doing? Bernie Lovers, you gotta sort talk me to out, this lady. Sort me out, yeah. I need to be put right. <laughs> but I do, I quite like, I think, yeah, they're sort of slightly on the gentler side of, uh, of things, which I do like. I am, a, you know, right girl through and through, so I love the spice. Um, I think maybe I just need to try one that puts me right, uh, I suppose. We'll have to get you in some of that <laughs> yeah. stuff. Have you, have you actually gotten to go into any other distilleries outside of Kentucky and like any like West Coast distilleries so or anything like that? The only other place we went last year was Tennessee. Okay. Um, and headed to Corsair, um, which are, they're a lot of fun. Sometimes I look at the things they're creating and I think, how could this work? But I love it. Quinoa. Quinoa whiskey. Quinoa. That is, 
That's the kind of That's experimentation. A, That's that is really, it's a Marmite, I would imagine. Marmite situation. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's, um, I think it was, you know, it's that American inventiveness. We I like love to it. tinker and play. It's that Definitely. independent spirit that we have here. Now, we have a whiskey in front of us. This is Texas whiskey. It is Texas whiskey. What, what did you pour for us? So I decided to pour some Balcones Texas single malt. Um, so I've been meaning to try it and I'm very excited. We at Seven Grand bought a single barrel of this mm -hmm. juice this year and it is this was meant to be. amazing. Oh, and yeah. what's interesting, it, let's taste it and then we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in Texas. What do you smell? It's fruity. Fruity, for mm. sure. I get like, like raisins. Yeah, you know? I was gonna say kind of like a cherry raisin type tang. And it's got really intense mm. color. Makes me think that this is something the interesting thing about because we were talking about Woodford Reserve, their their single malt expression. Now, what's interesting in America is that we're kind of making a hybrid whiskey because mm. we're using a traditional kind of European Nashville Nashville, but then using charred oak barrels that are being used for the first time. So yeah. a bourbon aging process on a European mash bill. So it's kind yeah. of like feet in two different worlds mm. there, you know? Mm. So maybe that's what's going on here. I, I don't sure. know for sure. I'll have to ask Winston. Mm -hmm. So tap some over your tongue. Tell me about your experience. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. Oh, it's awesome. I really needed that. Oh, that is. I'm really nervous too. I <laughs> We were like nominated for, uh, Seven Grand mm -hmm. is nominated as a bar group, and then the Austin location is also nominated for Best Whiskey Bar in America. And so, a good year. I've got a lot of pressure well, on me from all these employees not to screw up. Oh, hopefully, no. hopefully things will turn out. Well, luckily you can't say anything to me to change it either way. So it's already okay. done. Hopefully yeah. we'll win. Mm. Uh, but this is beautiful stuff. Now what's happening in Texas is really funny. They actually want to come up with their own designation what i've heard okay. rumblings that they want to have texas whiskey kind of be a standalone category amazing so because it's a big state and mm. they have big opinions in texas so yeah. their drive right now what i've heard is that they want texas texas whiskey to be its own thing well i think it seems that there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on in texas and i think you know i had spoke to jared um from balconies about what's going on with regulation with single malt and creating that kind of set standard so that it becomes a great platform that you can work from and I think actually you know what you're saying here is such a great idea why the hell not you know well then it's gonna then we're gonna yeah. have to have California whiskey and yeah. Oregon whiskey and <laughs> <laughs> oh they're gonna start a punch-up aren't we that's no. it's totally it's gonna start yeah who knows what will happen after that. I might have but found a new favorite, you know. This is brilliant, it right? It really is. It's yeah. elegant. Completely different to what I was expecting. It's got a lot of red fruit character happening in there for sure. And like I get like a tobacco, like the char comes through really strong. You know, it's got this Definitely. earthy quality to the nose as well. Mm. Mm. So okay. we're going to have to get you out to the States more to start exploring Absolutely. some of these other distilleries. Is that, are you sending reporters out or, and then you're just going to like shape so, the magazine from Norfolk? Or are you going to be actually having to come out here more? I'll be, I'm just, woe you're moving is me. To Texas. Woe is me. I'm moving to Texas. <laughs> I've decided. Yeah, I'll absolutely be coming out a lot more. Getting out to distilleries, seeing what everyone's doing, the different processes, the different things you're creating. 
Um, so I'm really excited about that. I think we've got a fantastic team of writers over here. Um, they're all American, fab, wonderful people. I've completely fallen in love with, uh, with this side of the world. Do you guys have like a New York office as well? No, so we've, we've got Maggie Kimball, who's a fantastic contributing editor. Um, she is based out in Louisville. Um, but aside from that, we're kind of working together and then we've got, you know, our friends all over the place that we, we like to work with. So. so there's freelance writers out there? Indeed, yeah. So we're always welcoming new blood. Um, so it's, it's great. I think it's um, amazing to see what's going on across America. Mm -hmm. I think we've got, you know, fantastic writers in Kentucky, great writers here in New York. But it's brilliant to just see actually a little bit, you know, those places that you don't necessarily automatically associate with, with whiskey and For with sure. bourbon. And For sure. So. Up in the Northwest, there's uh, Westland and Westward, mm -hmm. both coming out with amazing single malt whiskeys, and I think it's very different from their Scottish and Irish and Japanese cousins, for sure. Yeah. So that whole world is changing very quickly. I imagine that five years from now, the American mm -hmm. whiskey landscape is going to look much oh, different from what we see today. 100%. I think it's so interesting the absolute boom you know it's not it's not going anywhere is it Thank, well touch wood um, <laughs> so yeah it's, it's just you know great to see great to see what's happening i'm excited to hopefully still still be around and uh exploring maybe maybe living over here who, who knows come on yeah. bring it on come out to california the weather is great do you know what <laughs> i get to i'm very lucky that we'll get to plan out these trips so i know exactly where i'll be coming well you have yeah. to come visit us in la yes for sure for sure and if you're in austin down in Texas, checking Absolutely. out the Texas whiskey oh, boom. You know I will be. Stop by Seven Grand. Sure. I'm just, this is so good. Right. I'm, it's I'm making me feel much better. Just so relaxed. <laughs> I'm totally calm. What do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. That's I'm not, not an award. No, no, no. no everything's no, no, it's fine. fine. <laughs> everything's fine. Uh, so you're starting to dip into this American whiskey mm. world really deeply here. What do you think about the future? Uh, do, you, do you have any predictions for like, kind of how the American whiskey mm -hmm. is going to be changing. If I could jump in my time travel car. Um, you have I one? Would, well, you know. Let's go. Me and Marty McFly, uh, my best <laughs> friend. Um, I actually think, obviously bourbon is just humongous over here and that's not going anywhere anytime soon. But I think it will be the slightly quirkier, more out there, you know, rye obviously is having a bit of a boom now. I think, you know, corn, single malt, the, the lesser, the smaller, younger brothers, you know, again, I think they'll be coming forward where people can experiment more, have slightly less regulation, so there is a bit more they can do with it. I think maybe that's kind of where it's going to be going. Bourbon won't go anywhere, but, you know, I'm Bourbon's excited to see what happens. Bourbon's going to be just fine, I yeah. think. But that, that, that brings up an interesting question. Okay, so when you're traveling in Europe, a lot of times you go into bars and they don't have a big selection of American whiskeys. You don't <laughs> see like, you know, you're lucky mm. if you see like a bottle of Jack Daniels and that might yeah. be the only American whiskey that you find on a lot of shelves. Mm. What is it about the European palate that is adverse to that American flavor profile? I do. The bourbon world or... Maybe it's just too damn delicious. I think that's probably uh, too damn delicious. probably what it is. She's buttering us up now. Can we, am I allowed to yeah, slightly sweat? Yeah, you can say that. Okay. No, <laughs> Cutty Magoo. Just, no. We don't have to be that clean. This no. is totally fine. I The I regulators. Uh -oh. There are none. Okay. But yeah, I think, because you, you're right, you know, more often than not, you'll see a bottle of Jack and that's, that's kind of what's there. Um, I don't know if it's that perhaps there's a wider, at the minute in Europe especially, 
masses of gin. Um, you know, that's people just love that over there, and it's the thing of the moment. And I don't know if perhaps over time people will start experimenting a bit more. They'll open their eyes to whiskey, and then you'll actually end up with a, a wider range for people to try. And after all, I mean, the best way to find something new and to try something is in a bar. You you ask the bartender, you know, what's good here? What what would you recommend? And that's how you find something. So I think I'm hoping it will start to move in that direction. Yes, I hope so too. <laughs> I have a theory that like, you know, when you talk about Scotch and Irish and even Japanese whiskeys, mm. a lot of times you're talking about the grass. What what brings the majority of the flavor profile mm. is the essence of the malted barley is yeah. kind of like what's in the middle of your palate. Mm. You know, there's different barrel finishing stuff going on in Speyside and things like that, yeah. but really it's about that prime ingredient. Now, mm -hmm. America, we use charred oak barrels that are being used for the mm. first time, a lot more heavy barrel character. Do yeah. you think that has an effect? Is it, is it just too bitter or too um, intense or too hot? Like, no. what is it? I know exactly what you mean. Um, because I think when I when I came over here last year, got to try such a wide range of, of particularly from Kentucky, and it's so different. And you really, you can taste the oak. Of course you can. I mean, it's a huge contributor to, <laughs> to the flavor. Um, and I do think it's very different and that that is, you know, perhaps the initial thing that, that gets you is the, is the oak. Um, a little, the a woody punch in the yeah, face. Yeah, I love the, the woody punch in the face. Um, and yeah, it is, that's different. And perhaps, you know, like you said, the place that you come from maybe ever so slightly changes the way that you, you taste things and the things that you want to taste. Um, and you know, when you're when you're tasting a whiskey, like we said, the best place to do it is with the person that made it. So perhaps when you're drinking it, the best place to taste it is the place it was made. At the distillery. Yeah. Go do those distillery mm, tours, folks. Definitely. I'm telling you, support those small crafties <laughs> and the big guys too. They're all, oh yeah, it's all there's fun. There's room for everyone. There's, there's plenty. There's yeah. plenty of, of room. Um, do you feel like, you know, as more people get turned on to the American whiskeys, you think it's going to start? to take hold in Europe more? I think so. I think it's, I mean, the, the difficult thing is obviously certain things that are happening right now make it, might make it harder, but we won't talk about that. Tariffs? We won't talk about that. Oh, <laughs> I've already spoken about it once today. <laughs> it makes me random. sad. Yes, um, we're all very sad. Yeah, oh, so I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, the ways that, that people go around that, the, the brands that get over, you know, the mm -hmm. brands that want to focus on spending money on being over with us and well with us over in Europe um, so time will tell I think um, I wish I knew <laughs> growing up in Norfolk what do the whiskey bars there have on the show mm. well I don't know if I want to admit bells um, bells Is, what's that like a blended scotch <laughs> we won't talk about bells um, <laughs> no, it's, it's a very rural pubs that we're talking about here Definitely Jack Daniels um, from from the US. Um, then probably Ben Moray, maybe that sort of thing. Ben Moray, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of Scotch, a lot of Highland Scotch. Um, you you were first turned on to the Talsker. What other kind of scotches are your favourites? So I, I do have an actual all-time favourite Scotch, and I I think it's because I'm a big softy and it's um, linked to to a good memory. But my first press trip in the whiskey world was with the Balvenie. Got to try the 25-year-old Doublewood, and that's just still to this day my favorite. I absolutely love it. Yeah. There's just something beautiful sherry character. Oh, 
so yeah they so do much, some right? of their own floor malting mm. there at Balvenie so that's really interesting that they actually one of the few distilleries that does some of the malt that goes mm. in the whiskey is actually floor malted at mm. Balvenie so really interesting yeah, yeah. very different sure. and then have you tried their Caribbean cask the 14 year old uh, Caribbean cask yes beautiful so finished in rum casks mm. so I was beautiful. lucky enough to try it with that Mr. David Stewart so oh my the best uh, well, I had no idea who I was really with until now, and now I think, oh my goodness, the things I would have asked him. But yeah, it was, uh, that was pretty wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Cask. And I think Balvenie especially is one of those brands that is a great entry into mm. the whiskey world because it's not smoky. No. You know, it's, it's, it's got delicious. a beautiful sweetness. It's approachable. It's mm. fruity, soft on the palate, yeah. especially like that Caribbean cask. You get those nice like sure. golden fruits, dried fruit, mm. um, little kind of sweet molasses vibe in there. I like to call it my danger whiskey because you know, you can just, you keep sipping it. And yeah. you, don't, you don't know how much you- Right, and yeah, all of a sudden you're, you're like, I can't stand up. No, but that's <laughs> fine because I'm here with a bottle, so <laughs> it's great. How about you? Do you have a favorite favorite scotch? Well, you know. A, a favorite scotch? Mm. Whew, I have a lot of favorite scotches. Mm -hmm. See, I'm and charged with helping to figure out the whiskey wall at seven grand, which in the front bar we have nearly 800 whiskeys. Oh that's quite a, a job. We, we, we take it on as a team, mm -hmm. but in the bar Jack Loaf, which is mm -hmm. our little, what they, it's, we emulate uh, what they call in Japan a shot bar. Okay. We've got cabinets just like these where you can buy a bottle and we'll put your little name tag on it. You can mm -hmm. come sip off your bottle. It's a very intimate room. Mm -hmm. um, but we have to curate this. that down from 800 to 200. Oh so. Gosh. At that point, I think those are all my favorites because yeah. I, I, it's an excruciating process. It's like trying to pick a favorite child, isn't no, it? No, it's terrible. It's brutal. Yeah, it's a cool question. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm all about having a love fest in the bar. Mm -hmm. You know, it should be. I love all those whiskeys. You know, it just depends on what you're in the mood for. This is a thing. Depends how your day's been. That's you right. Know? Yeah. A lot of times, I need a really good, strong, uh -huh. cast strength rye whiskey because yep. that's just how LA makes me feel sometimes. <laughs> Road rage, go oh, away. No. <laughs> I don't know if I do want to come and visit now. You'll have to. You'll have to. Please do. Please do. And um, we'll take you around to some distilleries That'd on the West amazing. Coast. You know, we've got some distilleries popping up in LA. Mm -hmm. um, great, very innovative. Uh, yeah. We'll get into that when you come to town. Okay, perfect. So, as editor in chief, you're driving this whiskey bus. Mm. Where do you see American Whiskey Magazine going in the next five years? Well, I think, I hope to, you know, expand, um, whether that's in the size of the magazine or the frequency. So at the minute, obviously, we're quarterly. Um, so I have to be quite careful in how I, how I approach it, what I've decided to, to put out there for everybody. I think I would like it to continue to be something that real sort of whiskey connoisseurs love, but also that new people find approachable. You know, I want to introduce people to the world of whiskey, to educate them. Um, I'm really interested at the minute in the way that distilleries are working with universities, bringing up sort of the new, new wave of distillerism. So I'm hoping to just continue to support, to introduce, just to show the love to American whiskey. There's going to be a lot of that, and we wish you great success Thank in that. So much. We're on the same team. We're trying to yes, educate. Get. Yeah. I, I noticed your website is really great mm. in terms of you guys have like flavor wheels up yes. on there, and it's a great educational resource. For sure. Yeah, we're trying to you know to educate as well as in introduce people to to new whiskeys, give them something to enjoy, something that they weren't expecting. So, and all about that. Are 
I know the overall whiskey magazine has their online mm. portion. Is American Whiskey Magazine also going to have like a digital version? Yes. Yeah, so we we are online. Kind of, we've got our magazine sort of where you can get find that news, some tastings. So we've got you know our own slightly smaller, not quite the beast that Whiskey Magazine is just yet. But we're uh, we'll be linking up and uh, expanding the website very soon. So watch this space. We will, for <laughs> sure. Here's to the yeah. happy growth of that whiskey Just beast. Thank you very much. Thank you for taking the time out of all this setup here well, at the Icons you know of Whiskey Award. You did me a real favor. So <laughs> <laughs> I love sitting down. <laughs> well, it's okay. going to be a wonderful night. Oh, for sure. And best of luck. So. Thank you. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget. Drink to remember. Remember.